rhubarb pie, which everyone hates, but I'm hoping you try it. Maybe you'll love it, because I have a pretty good recipe for it. So, let's get to it. Rhubarb is a fabulous thing, loved by Italians and Alaskans everywhere. And it's a delightful word, just <laughs> spelling-wise. If you listen to Prairie Home Companion, they even have a beautiful rhubarb song, which I won't sing for you, and you'll be so thankful. There's also a Monty Python one. Oh, dear. Forgot about rhubarb that. Rhubarb Tart song. Yes, well, we won't be singing the rhubarb tart song also, so I'm sure everyone will be happy about that. Uh, rhubarb's a really, really, really great thing. I'm not sure if it's a fruit or a vegetable, though, so we, it could go either way. It looks like celery. However, it develops seeds on the outside of the plant. It has seed pods. It is an alien life form. It's an alien life form that Italians seem to uh, thoroughly enjoy, and I'm not sure about everyone else. The Amish like it. grows wild in Alaska. And it's a good food, and I think it's good for you. I'm just assuming that because it's a plant. If you have rhubarb and you never use it, or you get it from someone, a few things to remember. The or leaves, if you live in Alaska and it grows or, wild in your yard. Right, if you live in Alaska and it's growing wild and you're like, what can I do with this stuff? The leaves are poisonous, so you don't want to use those. Okay? When you pick rhubarb, you don't cut it off. You very gently pull it out of the ground. And if you hold on to the base of the stalk gentle pressure you'll pull it right up it works really well you trim the leaf off and you trim the bottom off and you have a nice big stalk of rhubarb it can be all the way from very red to a sort of a celery green with some pink overtones to it so it's it's a there's several different varieties of it and i think it's getting pretty popular again but i'm going to give you two rhubarb pie recipes today the traditional italian rhubarb pie that we all know and love which is a rhubarb custard pie and the um normal pie that probably everybody else would eat <laughs> so good thing you're Italian or you'd never get away with these kinds of remarks. I know, I'm slanderous, I'm terrible. <laughs> so, either way, this rhubarb pie would require a single crust, each, both of these types of pies, and um, I recommend using the pad in the pan recipe that I had mentioned in a different podcast when we talked about the house of pies. Um, it's from the Betty Crocker cookbook, and it's called the pat in the pan crust. It uses uh, one and a third cups flour, a third cup of oil, I use canola oil, half teaspoon salt, two tablespoons cold water. So you mix your flour and salt together, you stir in your oil, and it all soaks in to the flour, and stir that up, and it'll kind of break up into little balls, and then you add two tablespoons cold water, and toss it around with your fork, and it'll form a ball, like of, uh, it'll, it'll actually form a dough ball, and then you just take that, and, um, put that in your pie dish and press it down and up the sides and it works really really well uh it's pictured in the betty crocker cookbook the directions are all in there and i highly recommend it i really love that cookbook i'm sure that um uh, julia child probably wouldn't approve of that but it's a lot faster but this is a good crust for this particular pie the first pie we'll go over is the regular standard rhubarb pie um, so if you make your crust, just get your crust in there and get it ready. Um, what you want to do with your rhubarb, you want to wash it, but don't, for goodness sakes, let it soak in water because it kind of explodes. It looks like fireworks at the end. You just want to wash it off, wipe it dry with a paper towel. Usually it takes 
depending upon, oh geez, I hate to even say it, you're probably going to want to use about six cups of chopped up rhubarb and you want to cut your rhubarb into one inch long pieces, okay? So you're going to take your rhubarb stalks, clean them, wipe them with a paper towel, cut them into one inch pieces, and you're going to want to measure at least six cups of rhubarb. I've used as many as eight cups, um, however much you want to use. And you're going to take a cup and a third of sugar and a third cup of flour and mix them together and you're going to pour that over your rhubarb chopped up and toss it in that and let it sit until the juice starts to pull out of the rhubarb because what you want you want that sugar to be partially dissolved when it goes into the oven it really helps a rhubarb pie for this to happen but it works that works really good with mostly any fruit pies it's a good trick it distributes the flour and sugar throughout the fruit evenly and it helps to draw some of that juice out um, for your pie. So nothing fancy here. You've got your rhubarb. You're going to toss it in a cup and a third of sugar and a third cup of flour and let it sit for a second. You've got your pie crust ready. Now you're going to make your topping and your topping is going to be a half cup of softened butter, a half cup of sugar, and one cup of flour. And you put that in a small bowl and take a fork and just um, cut it into itself until you have something that resembles crumbs and that's going to be sprinkled on the top. That's your topping. This is so good on a rhubarb pie because rhubarb is so tart. You want those other, you want a little something extra sweet there to kind of cut that tartness. And I, I don't use a lot of sugar. A cup and a third sounds like a lot, but that's not a lot for rhubarb. And I've even taken it down to a cup. If I felt that the rhubarb was a little on the dry side, I might take, use a little less sugar in it because it's usually not as tart if it's dry. So now you're going to take, uh, you want to preheat your oven to 400 degrees and then you're going to put your uh, rhubarb that's been sugared and floured and you're going to scrape that into your pie plate that has a crust in it and get that all in there and then you're going to sprinkle the crumble topping over top of it. Um, when the oven is preheated you're going to put that pie in and this is what I do. I put the pie in the center of the oven, rack in the center of the oven, pie in the center of the rack and put a piece of foil shiny side up just set a big piece of foil right over the whole pie because what that does is it allows the inside to heat up and the crust to not burn to a crisp um, some people like to just cover the crust but this I like to do it this way because it, it just I don't know it gives that whole top a chance to not be burned to a crisp so <laughs> so you're gonna leave that foil on for about a half hour while the pie is baking um, set your timer for a half hour. Half hour, take the foil off and give your pie a half turn in the oven there and let it finish baking. You want to bake it for 45 minutes or this is how I tell a fruit pie is done. When the, when the syrup in the pie, um, the juice of the fruit and the sugar and flour will form a sort of a syrup and it will start to bubble up and you can see it. When you see that coming up out of the um, crumb top or out of the crust you know your pie is baked well so when you see that you're going to take your pie out and allow it to cool and voila your regular old American rhubarb pie is done the pie that people always say they hate but then they taste it and they actually love it and they say I can't believe this is rhubarb is this really rhubarb are you trying to trick me and I say no I'm not trying to trick you and I always think, wouldn't it be funny to use skunk cabbage and actually trick people? But I haven't done it. <laughs> so.
Um, but people like this pie that don't like rhubarb, and I've given it to quite a lot of people who say they don't like rhubarb. They end up liking it. Now, the custard pie. The custard pie, same thing. You're going to have your crust in the pan. You're going to set your oven, though, at 425 because this custard has to not only set up itself, it has to set up with chunks of rhubarb in it. <laughs> so um, you're going to want one and a half cups of sugar, three tablespoons of flour, an eighth teaspoon of salt. Mix that together and beat two eggs into it. Okay, so two beaten eggs. And I would use at least a large egg, if not an extra large. Um, so two, two nice size eggs. You're going to beat those up and mix it in with the sugar, flour, and salt until you get like a sort of a pudding consistency there. Mix it up well. Then you're going to add three to four cups of cut up rhubarb. And these pieces of rhubarb, I would prefer to have them cut about a half inch. They're going to be cut thinner because they'll cook better that way. And um, small rhubarb works better in this. So if your rhubarb is a smaller diameter, it works really good in this pie if you do that. So three to four cups of rhubarb that has been cleaned, like I told you before. Clean it, wipe it off with a paper towel, and you're going to cut it up into half-inch pieces. And you're going to mix that in with your custard. Mix that well, and you're going to pour that into your pie shell. This particular pie takes about an hour to bake. So you pour that in and let it bake. Now, if you are a person who likes uh, meringue, this is a really good pie to put meringue on. Meringue is tricky, and a lot of people don't like to use it. It's also a good pie to not have meringue on. <laughs> so it's good with whipped cream. Um, once you take it out of the oven, you're, you're going to want to cover the edges of the crust with foil on this pie because it's 425 for an hour. And, of course, a custard pie, the way you test it for doneness is you insert a sharp knife into the custard, and if it comes up clean and it parts evenly when you cut it, then you'll know it's done. Um, but this pie, if you allow it to cool uh, to room temperature, um, you don't have to refrigerate it to cool it, but if you allow it to cool to room temperature, it's very good as is or with um, some whipped cream. But if you like meringue, you're going to want to do about four egg whites, beat them up frothy. You can add a pinch of uh, that white stuff that escapes me right now, cream of tartar. Put a pinch of cream of tartar in it and beat those egg whites up until they begin to hold stiff, not too stiff because your meringue, mer oh my God, I cannot talk, <laughs> your meringue. But anyway, you're going to want to use four egg whites, a pinch of cream of tartar, beat that up. Some people put sugar in their meringue. You can go either way on that. I usually don't because it, I've noticed it kind of tends to weep more if you put sugar in it, but it's also good if you put sugar in it, so however you want to do it is fine. But beat up your meringue, and the way to do meringue is you want to start piling your meringue at the edges of the crust first, and I would do that about 45 minutes into baking because it takes your meringue a good 10 minutes to bake itself. Um, but pile it around the edges, touching the pie crust, and work your way into the center. And then put it back into the oven and let that bake um, along with your pie till it's nice and brown. And then you have a delicious Italian-style rhubarb custard pie. They're both pretty simple. They're both uh, really pretty simple. Um, and if you remember having rhubarb as a child, but you haven't had it in a while, and you think you might like it, you know you can use a purchased pie crust. So it's not it's not um, 
I mean, I do that all the time because ever since I started baking bread, I can't make a pie crust to save my life. I'm just terrible. I overwork it. So, uh, if that's, if that's, uh, what you want to do, that's fine. And this comes out, this will come out to be very, you'll really enjoy this pie. I can absolutely know that you'll enjoy this pie. Give it a try. See how it is. And good luck. Thanks for listening if you did. And if you didn't, too bad for you.